Hey everybody, I have some really exciting news to share before we get started in this week's episode. I have personally been invited to be a guest speaker at this year's Fitness Business Foundation's Virtual Fitness Summit. This summit is for all fitness professionals who are interested in taking their career to the next level. This summit is completely free, and if you sign up right away, we can get you on the early access list, which will give you an additional bonus day where you will have the chance to have a Q&A with myself and other fitness business pros. This summit will take place on June 6th, so hurry up and register at summitactiontaker.com forward slash thrive. Again, that's summitactiontaker.com forward slash thrive. Now, onto this week's show. Hello, and welcome to Health and Fitness Redefined. I am your host, Anthony Amen. Join me today as we take a dive into the world of health and fitness, where we learn how to overcome adversity, depict fact versus fiction, and see health and fitness in a whole new light. Welcome to our special edition podcast, all about COVID. Yes, guys, today we're going to talk about some COVID facts and how it's going to impact health and fitness. We do not have a guest speaker, but I will be laying some facts out to you, and hopefully this podcast gets shared around the world so everyone can kind of be on the same page that I'm at right now. First and foremost, I just want to thank all of our frontline people out there, all those hospital employees, nurses, doctors, even down to just administration, administration assistants, front desk, everyone working at a hospital, all our essential employees, thank you so much for taking the risk to be at work. Uh, we really, really appreciate you here at Redefine Fitness, and I just overall want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Can't say it enough. We are collecting donations here to help give out to you guys. We should have them out by May 2nd, so anyone working at Stunnerbrook Hospital, Mather Hospital, St. Charles, be on the lookout for some uh, treats and goodies to help you guys relax. With that being said, first and foremost with COVID, we can kind of break down to how infectious this disease is and as much as some people may have different opinions it is a very very infectious disease and that's what we've seen more and more of i've heard that it's been quoted around a 25 percent attack rate which is pretty high so just keep that in mind when you're out and about but i kind of want to drift away from the normal conversation you hear in the news media and really gear this towards fitness so let's start with some facts so today is april 27th and according to the CDC website, in the United States, there are 282,000 confirmed cases and 16,599 deaths. That's as of today, of this recording, which is April 27th. That leaves the mortality rate, when we divide those two numbers out, to 5.88%. That is overall population, no matter what, we're looking at roughly 6% mortality rate, which is pretty high for those that are curious. But... I did more digging. I wanted to see who's infected and how this relates. So in New York, this is where we're going to kind of dive into because New York is where I'm from. New York is the epicenter of this virus. So I think it's very important we stick to some local facts with this. So 86.2% of people that have died from COVID have had an underlying condition or a comorbidity as you would call it i want everyone to stop and think about that for a second 86.2 percent that is an extremely high number so 
looking at these charts, which I'm going to put in the show notes so everyone can take a look at them as well. This was published by the state of New York, by the way, so it wasn't some opinion piece. On top of that, the leading cause, so the number one comorbidity out of that 86%, 55.4% of the people that are dying from COVID have hypertension. Let that sink in for a second. Hypertension. For those that don't know what hypertension is, that's high blood pressure, basically. So normally they say average blood pressure is 120 over 80. These people may be ranking in uh, 130 over 90, 160 over 85, whatever it may be. They're on the higher level of having blood pressure. The blood's flowing really fast and hard throughout the whole body, which we know is one of the leading cause for heart disease. So that's insane. The second leading cause is diabetes. Unfortunately, it didn't break down whether it was type 1 or type 2 diabetes. For those that may not know, type 1 diabetes, just generally speaking, you're born with. Type 2 diabetes is something that you can develop over time through genetics, uh, lifestyle, whatever it may be. So those are the top two leading causes of death from COVID. Now, why am I sitting here emphasizing this? That's the biggest thing. This is this is really what blows my mind. So I hope this is an eye-opener. I hope people listening to this wake up and take a look at what they're doing with themselves, what they're doing with other people, and look internally. Your health, as, meta, as important as you may not seem, is so determined. So the people who went ahead and ate well, stayed active, controlled themselves, are the ones that aren't dying from this disease. They are not. Yes, that means 13.8% of them are, but that number is so much lower than 86.2%. So what are five ways to help prevent hypertension? Because hypertension is a preventable disease. Preventable is the key word. There's some diseases that are not preventable that we can dive into, but we're not going to. So I went through some government websites to get an outline of what they considered the five most important things for preventing hypertension. Number one, eat well. That is the very first thing. So I'm driving around on Long Island, you know, I'm taking a look. I need someone to sit here and explain to me why the busiest places right now are Taco Bell and McDonald's. I have driven past them almost every day, and there was a line out to the street. Huge line, 15, 20 cars. Doesn't matter time of day, whatever it is, mind-blowing. You're going to sit here and tell me that I could get COVID and have a higher chance of not dying from it if I just didn't wait in that line for tacos and Taco Bell and McDonald's every day. Boom. Mind-blowing. Second thing, stay active. Wow. You mean activity helps prevent hypertension? Absolutely. People, just because your stay-at-home orders does not mean you don't have to be active. I know it's hard. Trust me. You're sitting at home. You don't want to move off the couch. But there are so many other options than going to a gym. I know as myself for our gym 
and many, many places across the United States offering free classes online. Free. You can go to any gyms, including ours, and you're going to be able to see all these free training exercises out there to help keep you active. I've spoken to many trainers and just doing through this, and we all come to the same conclusion that we want to help people. We, we didn't get become trainers to sit back and just make money. That's not why we do this. We do this because we genuinely care. And our job is to keep you alive. So we have thrown tons and tons of free content online for you guys to take a look at. I know that some of the dietitians have done the same thing for eating well. There are so many options, guys. So, so, so many options. The next thing, maintain weight. Number three is maintain weight, guys. That's Eat well and stay active, you'll maintain your weight. Number four, don't smoke. Can we add this to the list of things that smoking does to kill you? On top of everything else, we can, I think we can now say that um, those that have COVID are probably more likely to die if they're a smoker because they'll have hypertension and end up in that 55.4% mark of dying from it. Don't smoke. We know how bad smoking is for you. I'm not getting into that one. The other thing is to keep track of your blood pressure. Really easy to do, guys. You can get a blood pressure cuff online. They're like 20 bucks. Go to Rite Aid or CVS. They all have them in there too. Go to your doctor. Get regular checkups. If you are someone who does have hypertension, maybe start talking to your doctor about getting some medication. That's obviously a conversation between you and them. But first and foremost, if you think that you have a high genetic probability of getting hypertension, it's even more important. So if you look at your parents or your siblings and they have hypertension, it's a good chance that you're going to get it too. So it's even more important to make sure that you eat well and stay active. Crazy. This is blowing my mind. Some other stats I was looking at was 63% of the people that are dying are the age of 70 plus. I mean, that is probably the most saddening fact out of all this. I, it's, it kind of hurts knowing how badly this is affecting the elderly population. I really wish there was more as a community we could do for them. I know a lot of nursing homes are the hardest hit right now because things, when something gets in there, even like a stomach bug I've heard, it hit everyone just because of the close quarters they're all living in. So my heart goes out to everyone, all the elderly people out there. Please, please, please stay safe. Guys, if you're sick, don't hang out with grandma and grandpa, please. I can't state how important that is. We can control this virus and hang out with each other, meaning we can lift these stay-at-home restrictions if we just stop hanging out with elderly people. That would control 63% of the people dying. So imagine that number, that 16599, is 63% lower because we stopped hanging out with people above the age of 70. And they just self-isolated until a herd immunity approach happened or until a vaccine happened when we could finally hang out with grandma and grandpa. Trust me, I'd much rather not see them and then be alive than risk giving this to them. So keep that in mind when you're going out and about when businesses do start to open. The next thing, this one's interesting. And I was talking to a couple of doctors about this because I wanted to know why. And I'm going to give you a general Example, 61% of people who are dying from this are males. Wow. Bad time to be a male, some would say. 61% of the people dying from this are men. I was curious why. I was like, why are men dying from this more than women? 
what I was told was that women have more active immune systems. Men's tend to go dormant and then come active when they get sick. Women's constantly stay active. I don't know the science behind it, but something to do with women when they are carrying infants, it helps boost their immune system for instance, the kid from getting sick. So that's why their immune system is more and more active. Pretty interesting. I don't want to dive into it, like I said, because I really don't know the facts. But if you are curious, speak to someone because I found that fact very curious. Anyway, moving on. Um, another interesting fact. The CDC, Dr. Redfield, uh, recently, I don't know if a lot of you know, they started doing testing in New York for more than people that are just sick. Because a lot of things they were realizing was that, hey, we're missing the asymptomatic people. We're not testing them because they're not showing symptoms. That's what asymptomatic means. So he was quoted saying that 25% of the people that are being tested positive for the antibody are asymptomatic. So a quarter of the people aren't even experiencing symptoms. Now, I couldn't find anything on the flu to see what the case of the comparison may be on that or other diseases. But I'm very curious, and if anyone has an answer for me, please, please reach out. But why I'm bringing this up is this is showing us that more people than we thought are A, infected, meaning that this thing is highly contagious and was probably here before most of us even knew about it. So that's the first thing. And the second thing, maybe this disease isn't as deadly as we thought. So it's that bittersweet. So the mortality rates of the percentage of people will drop for the more people they find that are asymptomatic. And, but on the flip side, 1% of a million is a lot more than 1% of 100,000. So if you're looking at that, like I said, bittersweet. But I'm going to go right back into my numbers and look at the hypertension and the people with comorbidities, the 86.2%. If we just didn't have these preventable diseases, then this virus would be so much lower. And I'm really just recording this so I can get that message out. Please, when this is over, there will be another wave. There, there will be another virus that hits us maybe in 10, 15 years, 100 years, whatever it is. Also, interesting food for thought. Exactly 100 years ago was the flu epidemic. Think about that. So maybe it's on like a 100-year time scale. I don't know. Hopefully, this is a wake-up call. Hopefully, when this thing gets lifted, people start realizing they need to get better care of themselves. Please reach out to fitness professionals. Reach out to doctors. Reach out to dietitians. We are all, all here to help. I'm here to help. I'm always down to answer questions for anyone that may be curious about anything. So please reach out. I want to also jump into because this kind of brings me to something I, I always say to people and I really haven't got a chance to mention it during this podcast too much but I've mentioned it a couple times and a couple times when I was interviewed but the percentage rule some of you may have heard this some of you may not have heard this but I'm a big believer of the percentage rule this is something that I didn't steal for this is my own thing so we're going to give an example you're at a casino Right? You're sitting down playing blackjack. The dealer says to you, hey, look, listen, buddy. You got a 10 showing, right? I'm going to give you a second card. But if you get me a cup of coffee right now, you go pay for it and bring it up. I'm going to take out all the twos to sevens. 
So you'll at least get an 18. How does that sound for you? Guys, who isn't going to do this? Everyone. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll risk going by $2 more of a cup of coffee just to get myself a better chance of getting blackjack. Why not? I feel like every person in the right mind would do it. So you do that, and whatever he flips, he flips. But the point being, you did something to increase your odds. Now I want to break that into health, okay? So we're going to make up some numbers here, but bear with me. You're born. Let's say you're born. You have a 20% chance of dying from a heart attack by the age of 70. Just because of your genetics. So your genetics play a big role into it, but you have a strong family history of it. And you have a 20% chance of making it past 70 with uh, dying of a heart attack at 70, right? Now, you could take life and say, you know what? I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to stay active. I'm going to maintain my weight. I'm going to monitor my health. You know what? That 20% chance just dropped to 5% chance. Now you have a 95% chance of making it past 70 without a heart attack and dying. That sounds awesome. Doesn't mean, though, that a super healthy person can do all these things and let's say they only had a 5% chance of dying of a heart attack at 70 and it happens. Because it happens. 5% still a probability of that happening. But you increased your odds. So now you had a lesser chance of happening. Now flip it. Let's say you didn't do any of that stuff. And now you got an 80% chance of dying of a heart attack 80 because you didn't take care of yourself. You decided to smoke. You gained 150 pounds, whatever it may be. Now, your odds are so much greater of dying. Why would you do that to yourself? You're going to risk to a coin flip that whether or not you're going to live or die past the age of 70 and have a good quality of life? No, I would never do that. I would work my butt off to give myself a lower percent chance than a higher percent chance. I want to live. I want to not only live. I wouldn't want to be 70 in a nursing home. I want to be 70 active. I don't want to have my mind there. I want to be able to do things. Quality of life is so, so important. It's not just age. Anyway, these are the things that I want to talk to people about. Guys, you need to take care of yourselves. Increase your odds of living a happy, healthy life. It is so, so important. Yes, all of you will say, I have this friend. He smokes six packs a day. He eats horribly. You know what? He lived till he was 95 and had nothing wrong with him. Yeah, that guy is one of the 2% of people that lived like that. You know how many other 98% of people? Yeah, they're, they're all dead. <laughs> so we all know a guy. We all know a guy that was super healthy and died young. We all know a guy that was super unhealthy and lived forever. But it's all about odds. Take it to a casino. It's all about the odds. What game are you going to play that gives you a better chance of winning? You're going to do the one that gives you the better chance. And that is the same thing on life. And that is why I stress this message. We bring this back all into COVID. You take those percentages. Now you have a higher percent chance of dying at a young age because of COVID. Because COVID is it's killing 86.2% of people who have a comorbidity. So if you have any underlying conditions because you weren't taking care of yourself, the odds now are way greater that you're going to die young, that something's going to happen to you. So please wake up. 
listen to my podcast. Get go resources out there. There's so much out there for you guys. Anyway, I'm done ranting. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Sorry, I got a little emotional there sometimes back and forth. But thank you for joining me on this week's episode of Health and Fitness Redefined. Don't forget to subscribe to our show and join us next week as we dive deeper into this ever-changing field. And remember, fitness is a journey, not a destination. Till next time, guys.